Hello and welcome to your Divine Uniqueness Show. If you'd like to listen to live episodes and interact with our speakers, you can go to yourdivineuniqueness.com. Your, Y-O-U-R, Divine, D-I-V-I-N-E, Uniqueness, U-N-I-Q-U-E-N-E-S-S.com. Hello everyone, this is Monsef Afkar and thank you so much for joining us today in this new call of your divine uniqueness. So yeah, we're happy that, that, you're, that you're here with us. So thank you so much for joining us live. And also thank you for those who will uh, listen later to, to, to the replay. So yeah, I'm very grateful for your presence and for sharing with us this, this um, really beautiful space. And also very excited that Matthew John is, is with us on the show. Um, really, really love the, the work he, he does and the energy he brings. It's, it's just so, so powerful. And today, um, he will be sharing with us about star seeds and, um, knowing like our origins and also the destiny, what are here, um, to do uh, and how our origins can help us to, to create that in, in, um, in this lifetime on earth. So, uh, so yeah, we will be talking about that, but also the, not just one origin, but because our soul is, has different origins and incarnates in, in different parts of, of the universe. So, um, we will learn more about that and much more. So it's, it's very exciting call. Um, I'm very looking forward to what Matthew will be sharing with us today. And also we will have a Q and A later on the call. So, um, you can raise your hand by pressing star two to talk to Matthew. And if you are on the webcast page, you can type in your question there. Um, and also, uh, we will take, um, later a couple of callers where he will do a reading about, um, like your origin, your, your star, uh, star, uh, star origin. So, uh, you can learn more about that. Um, yeah. So, so for those of you who are new to Matthew, he is an internationally recognized, recognized spiritual teacher, spiritual mentor, psychic, intuitive healer, starseed guide, energy healer, and medical intuitive working with angels, archangels, and ascended masters. He is a gifted intuitive wisdom channeler and transmitter of healing frequencies. Um, so yeah, with that, uh, Matthew, welcome to the show. Very happy to have you with us today. Yes. Hi, Monsef. I'm very happy to join you on your divine uniqueness. First time I've been on. I'm really grateful for the invitation. Thank you. Oh, thank you, too. Um, yeah, very happy that you're here with us. And uh, yeah, maybe in, in uh, the, the, the topic is, is really exciting. And I would love if we can start by, um, by telling us a little bit about yourself and how you started doing um, this work. Absolutely. I'd love to. So I've been on an awakening journey for about the past dozen years, and it started with some very strange experiences, you know, seeing different visions of, of uh, there was one vision in particular of seeing my, my soul in other worlds that I'll never forget. And that was a while. That was almost 10 years ago now. But uh, I've, I've been a, a working psychic and, and a life coach for, for about, uh, since about 2013. And I have been, had different mechanisms for helping people to discover themselves downloaded through me. And one of the things that was downloaded through me a few years ago was this whole world of star seeds. And it's uh, what I do as far as the star seeds in my personal work is something that's pretty unique. I, 
I do these starseed discovery sessions, which I I don't know anyone else out there who does this exact thing that I do. And I what I do is I take people on a literal astral journey to their home planet. And I've had the pleasure of doing over a hundred of these over the past few years, and just compiling this this amazing database of stories and and information, almost like. You know, part of this is research for me. I'm I'm a, I'm like a galactic researcher as well. And when I take clients on these astral journeys, we get to see what is life like in the Pleiades. What is life like on Sirius? What is life like in different parts of the Andromedan galaxy? What is life like like on the Esasani's planet, etc. And also, people get to get in touch with their starseed essence, which is an amazing thing to do. I'll I'll never forget when I first realized myself that I was a starseed, which was before I even started practicing as a psychic or, or a life coach or a Reiki master or anything else. It was, a, it was a while ago in the very beginning of my healing journey. And I had just come across the information on the Internet, and I immediately knew when I read about starseeds. I'm like, this is me. I, I, no one has ever explained me as well as this webpage explained me with just the feeling of longing, the feeling of loneliness, the feeling of sometimes not even being welcome on the planet, of being mm-hmm. a foreigner to this planet, of being having a fascination with the stars. And I read over different types of star seed and Sirius popped out at me. I'm like, I just know this. I just know that I'm, I'm a star seed. And that was really cool. And, and then, in, you know, in some international travels, that became another piece to the puzzle of my unique identity. And I was able to connect with others who were also Syrian starseeds. And still to this day, you know, when I get a client or I meet a new friend, sometimes I can just tell that they're a Syrian. And I'm sure there's Syrians on this call with me. And I also went on to discover other aspects of my galactic self the the fact that i also have had experience as an orion human being in in orion's belt i've had experience even as a blue avian being in this galaxy and i've had a experience as well from the andromedan galaxy and starting to piece that together starting to discover that in fact many people don't just have one place that they come from Many people come from several different parts of the galaxy or even the universe. It could be you could be from one galaxy, you could be from two galaxies. I find myself from two two galaxies. And then I started to ponder, try to figure out, well, first of all, why? Why do beings why do I come from another place to this planet? And I started to ponder, well, how is it possible? How is it possible that I come from two different places or three different places or four different places? Do I have different souls? Do I, did I ascend through different parts of the universe as, as one linear being and have different experiences on each of these parts of the galaxy or, or outside of the galaxy? So these are all the questions and more that I've been exploring really in depth over the past few years, ever since I started working with, these starseed discovery sessions. And again, this isn't something that was taught to me. This is something that was literally just downloaded 
through me one day to do these journeys with people. And it's been one of the most popular things that people from around the world who find me on the Internet or on shows like this, they like to do with me. And we're going to talk about at the end, you know, if anyone on this call feels really intrigued by this call and wants to do one of these journeys with me, we're going to talk about a way that someone can do that and actually get a really good deal on it. But uh, before then, I really want to give as much as I can as far as information and guidance as to really what it means to be a starseed. And the, the first relevant question might be, well, how do I know if I am a starseed? And really the answer to that is quite simple. If you have found information like this, if you've found a show like Monsa, if you're interested in this type of awakening material, the chances that you are a starseed are nearly 100%. The reason being this, we have as many know, and as those who are listening to the show, many of you know, we are going through an awakening on this planet. We are going through a spiritual awakening. We have transitioned from the age of Pisces into the age of Aquarius, so we're still quite on the cusp of those two planetary ages. And the age of Aquarius is destined to be the golden age of enlightenment on this planet. It's the age where the fifth dimensional frequencies become so real that we're actually able to ascend into our fifth dimensional physical vessels and our fifth dimensional energetic vessels, which is what's happening for many of us right now. The truth is that the star seeds, the star seed souls are at the head of the line of this ascension. The star seeds are pushing this ascension forward energetically, and that's by design, because if not for the star seeds, this planet would not be, the ascension would fail if not for the star seeds. And that's been pretty clear as far as guidance through myself and many others from the higher councils is that the star seeds are necessary to be on this planet during this planetary age. Because if not the dark rulers of this planet, there would be nothing to break the momentum of those dark rulers. And the planet would just continue into a negative spiral of consciousness until probably the planet was just blown up and discarded. That would be the lowest possible timeline for the future of our planet. And that won't happen, but that's what the dark beings would have probably done eventually is just use the planet for everything they could raped and pillaged the planet, so to speak, and just blew it up. Right. But that's not going to happen. And that's why the star seeds have come here. The star seeds have come to energetically shift the balance. So, and what we're seeing now on the planet is kind of, we're at that teeter totter point where it's kind of 50, 50 right now the balance of power between dark and light on this planet. And as more and more starseeds that are already here wake up, and as more and more of the incoming babies, who many, if not all, are starseeds, are born, the balance of power will begin to shift more and more into the light. And over the next few decades, we will see real changes on the planet. So, this, and where we're at right now energetically on this planet with the coronavirus is we're really kind of at the breaking point right now. This is the kind of the last gasp, 
so to speak. It's the beginning of the last gasp for the dark rulers of the planet who would like to really take things over, really make sure there's a lot of control on this planet. And so that's why we're seeing the spiritual battle. And like there's a battle going on on this planet, there's also a battle going on outside of the planet. There are, for example, the Syrians are in charge of protecting our planet from further infiltration by negative forces. The reptilian beings that are on this planet have not, they're not being interfered with for the most part. They're allowed to have their free will to continue to rule, but any new influences coming from outside of the planet to make things even worse are not being allowed, and the Syrians are in charge of a protective uh, barricade around our planet. So they're around our planet. The Pleiadians are here on the planet, and the Pleiadians appear in a lot of ships. You know, for example, around Mount Shasta, the Pleiadians are constantly making appearances. The Esasani are here, and they fly over in ships. The Yael are here. They fly over in ships. So there's many. Uh, the Arcturians as well come. Uh, they, they have appearances in ships that are triangular. And so many of my clients, Monsef, from around the world send me pictures of UFOs, and, and mm-hmm. people are seeing them all over the place, you know. So they're here. They're here. They've been here all along. And the way it works is that energetically, the more the starseeds especially wake up and we start to establish our spiritual power, we start to throw off the reins of the darkness in our own lives and start to really uh, heal our, especially our lower chakras, our our root uh, sacral and solar plexus, our, our power centers. We start to really express more light through us. The, the codes that are streaming in from the sun, which are the, the sun is like um, it's like a radio that is putting out different frequencies. Uh, for example, there will be times when there's uh, a coronal hole in the sun or there is a uh, or there's solar flares going on or there's just some sort of gateway. Like recently um, in mid-October, we had the 1010 gateway, which is also the and coincided with an Arcturian gateway, I think it was October 11th through 15th, where our our planet was really aligned with Arcturus. And so then the Arcturian frequencies would be broadcast through the sun and relayed to us, basically. So our sun is essentially a big radio, and the frequencies keep getting changed, and the frequencies are intended to activate and do different things in our physical bodies. And as the star seeds, we're the ones that are, are feeling it most and getting activated most, and that's why so many of us are going through constant issues with, you know, ups and downs of ascension symptoms, uh, including myself, and, and weird physical issues and, and relationships coming and going and jobs changing. And, and a lot of it is related to how quickly we're being asked to accelerate and when we resist that, it can often cause more issues. When we go with the flow of where life is taking us, it can feel better, and we may be able to not have as much discomfort as starseed. So that's, you know, the first advice, and this is definitely relevant for my own life. It's relevant for everyone I know in my life right now that it's with, with 2020 being the ca- all the Capricorn energy, and it's just been a, a, a rough year for almost everyone. Almost everyone that I know has had a rough year this year. 
And probably almost everyone you know has had a rough year. Weird things have happened, not just the coronavirus, but probably other stuff, other difficulties. It's because of all the Capricorn influence. And the, the, the number one thing that we can do with Starseeds is just to go with the flow, is, is to try to intuit where life is trying to lead us. And sometimes doors close behind us. Sometimes new doors open. Sometimes doors are reopened. And it's just it happens to, to do with what the river of life is kind of wanting for us. And the more we can tune into that flow rather than trying to control everything around us, we can find things will be much easier for us. So that's one piece of advice, especially for star seeds now. And especially learning how to be better empaths is not not absorbing, you know, observe, not absorb. Don't absorb what's going on out there in the world. Observe it, you know. We have an election coming up on Tuesday if you're in the U.S. The most, arguably the most important election in our history happening with arguably the worst astrology. I, I don't like calling astrology bad, but the, the most tumultuous possible astrology that you could ask for. You're in, uh, on this full moon on, the ho- on Halloween. Uranus, one degree conjunct the moon, which is Uranus is, is going to be surprises. You know, could be shocking news dropping about, you know, one of the candidates or who knows what. It's just a, Uranus is just a wild card. We, it's a, it's going to be a complete wild card election. Mercury and Mars stationing on the Mercury stationing literally on election day. Mars stationing right around election day. The chance of knowing who the president is going to be on November 3rd, on Tuesday, is almost nil, almost zero. I would bet on it that we're not going to know for weeks who the president is going to be. And there could be, you know, unrest because of that, unfortunately. And it's just staying in our centers, trying to observe what is going on rather than get overly involved and overly committed to what is supposed to happen. You know, if the Trumpster wins, that's supposed to happen. If Biden wins, and we see a shift of power back, that's what's supposed to happen. It doesn't mean things are, are over for us if, if one of them wins. It's just what's supposed to happen. So that's just one thing, you know, especially, you know, if, uh, Matsev, are you in the U.S.? You're in Morocco, right? Uh, I'm Moroccan, but now I'm in, I'm in Bali. You're in Bali. You're in Bali. Okay. Yeah, right. so, yeah. so you're just kind of observing things going on in the U.S. from a, an outsider's perspective. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm sure a lot of a lot of your listeners are in the U.S. I'm guessing. So mm-hmm. it's uh, it's going to be an interesting week ahead for sure. But I don't want to spend too much time on that. Let's get into mm-hmm. different. Uh, first of all, so how do you know you're a star seed? Well, listen, if you're listening to the show, if you've looked up any material, if you have the book, that you're you're most likely a star seed. You know, one of the other, just a, a sense of. Like I said, an underlying sense of loneliness or not really knowing your place here, not feeling even welcome here on this planet, that can be definitely a sign of, of being a starseed. Having uh, an obsession with the stars as well. I mean, ever since I was a kid, I just, I mean, going outside at night and looking at the stars is just one of the my favorite things to do. I always felt very, very connected looking above, and that's something that, is very, very common for starseeds, very common for starseeds. And let's talk about a few different types of starseeds, okay? Uh, we have the the most common ones. The most common ones are the Pleiadians, the Syrians. 
most common as far as the most number of star seeds that are here on this planet. And I've estimated that it's it's about 50-50, but I believe it's about 45% of souls that are currently incarnated on this planet are star seeds. And that's a much bigger number than probably most people would expect. It's a much larger number than I ever expected. In fact, I originally thought it was a very small number, maybe 1%. Then I, the more I started looking into things, what I started realizing is that the clients that, and look in my own life too, but the clients that I was leading on these journeys, most of these people had woken up at a certain point in their life to this sort of material. And before that, they were just kind of a normal person. That was how I was. I was a pretty normal person until I started waking up until, to all this stuff. I, I was an atheist. To be honest, I was an atheist until I started just having these spontaneous awakenings. And for me, it was um, part of my awakening early on was was doing journeys with uh, with plant medicine. And that really just opened me right up like that. But what I started realizing is that you can be a starseed and not know it. And in fact, many, many, many people are starseeds. They just don't know it yet. They don't know it yet. And for a lot of them, for a lot of those souls, they might not know it until next lifetime. They might not know it until next lifetime. They might come back and then wake up to it. So the truth is, is that I see about 45% of the planet as starseed souls, 55% as what I would call new souls. Now, here's how I would describe a new soul. A new soul is a being that comes from Alcyon, which is one of the Pleiadian seven sisters at the center of our galaxy. And Alcyon is known as the place that holds the Akashic Records for the Milky Way galaxy. And Alcyon is also known as the, the birthplace of souls in our galaxy, the birthplace of souls. So I see souls coming from Alcyon directly to Earth as being new souls. Those souls would go through ascension initiation through the plant and animal kingdoms. So someone who's a new soul has been an animal on this planet. That's The Hindus do talk about uh, the process of ascension through the plant and animal kingdoms and how from a spiritual perspective, humans are at a higher place than animals and plants because we, re we have more developed brains and we have more developed free will. And that, co that comes with it much greater responsibility. And with much greater responsibility comes much danger and, and much peril and much more of a challenge. And that's what it's like being a third dimensional human. Being an animal can be somewhat simple. It's mainly based on survival. And there's, of course, time for love and play, but it's mainly a survival thing. As humans, we've all been in parts of our life, most of us, where survival is pretty much the name of the game. We've all had lifetimes that were short lifetimes. Maybe we died tragically in war or of disease or of an accident or, or of, of being victimized in some way. And those may have been lifetimes where literally it was just about survival. So that's kind of built into the third dimensional experience. But ultimately, we, we start having other lifetimes where it's not just about survival. And there's 
every theme of a Shakespeare play that you can think of about love and jealousy and greed and wealth and 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 uh, desperation, being poor, being fat, being skinny, being tall, being short, being everything, being a, a man, a woman, black, white, you know, tro- tropical region, cold region of the planet, healthy, sick, you know. We experience all of these as souls. The idea is that, you know, we start to expand the different themes that we experience in basically when we're in the body. And as we do, we gain more experience. We gain more experience as souls. So for the new souls, they have had all this experience on Earth. For the starseed souls, we have had this experience elsewhere. That's the difference. We've had much of this experience elsewhere. And then we come to Earth and experience it all over again. So one of the most common questions that came that people asked and that came to my mind early on in this research was, well, can you be a starseed and also have past lives on Earth? And the answer is a resounding yes. And in fact, for most people, including myself, that is the reality of it. I've had hundreds of lifetimes on Earth. Most of the clients I've worked with, I also do past life regressions for people, have had hundreds of lifetimes on Earth. So the way that it works is this. Picture you are, let's say you're a Syrian like myself, and let's say you are living this ascended upper fifth dimensional experience in a physical body. You can also become more etheric if you need to. You don't really need to eat. You don't need to sleep much. You live for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. You have no, there's no disease. There's no war. There's no greed. There is just harmony. You have a harmonious marriage. You have harmonious uh, experience with family. You have harmonious experiences with work. There's every day is is just fun. It's it's enlightening. It's interesting. There's no sadness. There's no grief. It's it's just happiness. It's it's bliss most of the time, if not all the time. This is what it's like on Sirius. This is what it's like in the Pleiades. This is what it's like in Arcturus. It, it, it's something that can, is almost unfathomable for for being uh, a human being, especially now in 2020. It's almost unfathomable, unless you're Sadhguru, unless you're one of the great Eckhart Tolle, one of the great masters of our planet, then this type of experience of bliss all the time is unattainable. It's not unattainable, but it feels, it seems unattainable, right? Well, this is what it's like, though. This is what it's actually like in the places where we really come from. So let's say you're being like that on Sirius, and everything's beautiful, everything's great. And you might say, you know what, I want to experience something else. I want to experience something else. And you go to Starseed School, and you you get trained on how to actually spiritually birth a new aspect of self, downstep that aspect of self's vibration enough to reach the third dimension channel it directly, send it directly into the earth realm to become an earth soul and to then give that free will to the earth soul. It's a process that sounds too intricate and complex to even be possible, but it it is something that I very much believe is exactly what happens. And so you go to this school, you get taught by the masters on your planet on Syria, one of the Syrian planets, for example, on how to do this, how to how to birth a new part of yourself, how to 
send that self into the third dimension through downstepping, how to give that self free will, right? And that's what happens. That's what happens. That's that that part of self. I, I see it as like a a one large energy egg birthing a smaller energy egg, sending that smaller energy egg to to, to be your do your bidding to to be your mini me, so to speak. But then that small energy egg has its own free will, its own free will. That becomes the Earth soul. The Earth soul then then knowing it will get stuck in the cycle of reincarnation. It's one of the, the interesting aspects of Earth is we have what's called artificial reincarnation. There is an artificial frequency field that is placed around this planet that is held in place by the gray extraterrestrials who are uh, soulless, dark extraterrestrials that were created as genetic uh, creations by the reptilian beings to basically do the bidding of the reptilians to keep control of planet Earth. And they're the ones that do the weird abductions, right? But they're the ones hmm. that also are in charge of the recycling of souls, of keeping the the cycle of artificial reincarnation. And the, the Hindus have, have written about this and spoken about this for thousands of years, about this artificial cycle of reincarnation. And when one uh, achieves their true dharma, they can break out of that artificial cycle and become what's called a bodhavista, right? And And then reincarnate only out of free will. They've broken the cycle of artificial reincarnation, of being stuck in their karma, right? So knowing this is this, your starseed self knew this. It knew you would get stuck in this artificial cycle of reincarnation, this artificial cycle of karma, and you would experience lifetime after lifetime after lifetime and get lost and get lost. And that becomes part of the challenge. Part of the challenge is coming into this artificial cycle, getting lost in karma and eventually breaking out of the karma. What's happening in this very lifetime for so many of us, probably for everyone on this call, is that we are breaking out of that artificial cycle of reincarnation. We're breaking out of it right now. So we're, that's why we're going through all these crazy lessons in our lifetime, all of our shadow aspects coming up to be looked at, all of our shadow aspects coming out to, to just to play because we got to deal with them in order for us to deal with our karma and move into our dharma and eventually ascend out of this artificial matrix, right? And then we can be here as service, as as, as service uh, uh, workers, service workers, instead of just unraveling our karma, right? And that's the next step forward as a fifth dimensional being. But as your starseed self, you knew this. You knew that this was the name of the game, and you wanted to experience it. It's like it's like buying a new video game. You know, there's I I don't I don't play video games, but there's so many games coming out nowadays that people just get obsessed with and. Um, I don't know, like people, I, I just heard, you know, people were in love with that Red Dead Redemption, Red Dead Redemption game or whatever it sounds like. It was like mm-hmm. a Wild West sort of like shooter game or whatever, right? So, okay, so you, you buy that game, you're like, you know what, I want to beat this game because it's brand new, it's exciting, cost me 80 bucks, I want to beat it, right? And your starseed self says, I want to play this game called Earth. I want to go there, I'm going to send a piece of myself there. You know, I, basically your starseed self is the avatar creating a new self that gets sent down to earth to play the game. And you get in the starseed self watches kind of in, in, in a timeless moment because it, it's not in a linear sense. Uh, time is different. No matter everywhere you go in the universe, time is different, which is a pretty weird thing to think about, but it's really a timeless exercise and, and your higher, your, your starseed self just kind of watches in a timeless manner as that self it created out of love and out of curiosity 
plays this crazy Earth game, eventually wins the video game, wins the video game by ascending, and likely then merges back eventually with the self that created it. And this is the name of the game. This is what we're doing here. So we are our own sovereign beings, but we are also our starseed self. And that's why when you figure out where you're from, it's really, really cool because then you're like, oh, my God, I'm not just Matt. I'm also this Syrian being that is working through me. Oh, my God, I'm also this Andromedan being that's working through me. And they're all, look, they're all watching from a timeless space. And this is exactly the vision I had when the, my first awakening experience with Monta when I was, um, I was, I was this is what, 10, 11 years ago, 12, I don't even remember, but it was an experience with, with psychedelic mushrooms. And it was exactly that, seeing all these aspects of self in different parts of the universe watching through me as if the, all these parts were so interested in what I was doing because they were actually part of me. And this is exactly what it is. And it's, it's an amazing thing to figure out. Um, so I, I don't want to, I don't want to mm-hmm. talk forever months. I've got so much information though. I, I want to, I think next I'd like to, to go over uh, some of the, some of the reasons that, you know, uh, the beings become starseeds, also some of the different types of starseeds, but I wanted to give you a chance to interject if, if you got any questions or comments. Um, yes, first, uh, thank you so much for, for all this, this information yeah. that's, that you shared. Um, yeah, it, it really feels very exciting. And also like to be able to know all of that and how it can really help us to, to maybe to serve in, in this, in this time because also we have this strong feeling that we want to, to contribute in this time. So, um, and this can like the origins and tapping in, into that. Uh, I think it can really help us uh, with that. Absolutely. Yeah. It, 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 it's a, it's a piece of our identity that, it, but it's, it's the next level up, you know, it's like, okay, I first mm-hmm. figure out that, you know, we, we on this awakening journey at some point we figure out, Oh my God, like I am you, you are me. And, and that's maybe even a higher, that's the ultimate level is, is, you know, you and I are the same. We are all the same. Donald Trump and I are the same. We're all the same. We're all the one, you know? We're all just the one being, the one supreme being in different forms. That's an even higher level than this, but this is like the next step down as far as it's it's one of the highest aspects of learning our personal identity. Because although we are all everything, we are all each other, we also do have very unique frequencies. We have very unique coding that makes us who we are and makes us an integral piece of the puzzle whether in reference to the planet or the solar system or the galaxy or the universe, that we, we, we all exist for a purpose. We couldn't just, we're not, no one's here by accident. We're an integral piece of the puzzle based on our personal coding. And our personal coding has to do with our personal history as where does our soul come from? Do we have two souls? You know, for example, I, I believe I have two souls. And so, okay, where are my two different souls from, right? Do you have three souls? And it, it's very, it can be very complex, but just, starting to understand that it's, it's a great way of knowing yourself better. So um, I'd love to just, just go over, as I said, a couple different types of starseeds, some of the common traits people on this call might, uh, you know, say, Oh my God, that feels like me. That feels like me. Uh, but, but, but first, you know, beings like to come here from other parts of the galaxy or the universe to experience, as I said, to experience. And it adds to their experience. It's almost like, so you win the video game of Earth, and then you get all these experience points because you just won that video game. 
And then it's something you can take back as experience and teach other people in other beings on your planet. And that's something that very commonly, especially for clients of mine who we've found have come from very strange corners of of the universe. Uh, I can think of a uh, a client of mine, his planet, they were basically like maggots. They were these they're big maggots, and they lived in this commune, but it was a very peaceful thing. And they really wanted to know what Earth was about, and so they sent him. And mm-hmm. he's experiencing that now in real time, and that information about what Earth is like is going back to his home planet. And I found that a lot is that people, basically their collective, wanted to know what it's like here and that's why they sent beings there and and i would gather that because of that it's probably safe to say there's other third dimensional planets that are in this galaxy or maybe others that experience the same starseed phenomenon where you know incarnates will come from different places it's kind of like guest incarnates and uh and have incarnations you know to to send the information back through the ethers what it's like there so that's another part of it can be in information gathering. You know, the other part is service because it is a great service to creator. It is a great service to the galaxy to, to do this, to incarnate in another place as a service being. Because as I said, if not for the star seeds, earth wouldn't ascend. The, the ascension would have failed. The dark beings would have won. They would have blown up the planet. And so all these beings, including you and me and everyone else on this call that, volunteered it is a process of volunteering it to to come here and experience the treachery that is the third dimensional experience of earth as we're doing a great service and our our beings back home are doing doing a great service by sending us here that's another part of it and the other part of it is really just out of love out of love again it, it it's it's interesting it's a creation it's uh it's like creating a piece of art that is you and sending it off to, to do something fun, you know? So um, different types of starseed beings. There's the Pleiadians, of course. A lot of us know the Pleiadians. have seen Pleiadian uh, depictions. The Pleiadians generally have blonde hair, blue eyes. They kind of look like the elves in the Lord of the Rings movies, and they do have ears mm-hmm. that look exactly like that. They're very beautiful, very, very attractive. They all look like they're, they're 25 and models both the men and the women, like perfect physiques. And that's, they, they, there's not a whole lot of deference from that. They all are very attractive because they don't age. They do not age. They do not age on the outside. They age internally. They live to about 700 years at about 350 years. They actually basically grow an entire new body. They can even live to 900 earth years. Um, and when they choose to disincarnate, it is a process of free will, but generally it's kind of agreed upon that between seven and 900 years is usually when they'll disincarnate. And, um, you know, Pleiadian starseeds on this planet are highly intuitive, highly empathic, and tend to be into things like the arts, communication, humanitarian efforts, can be really drawn to metaphysics and the paranormal, uh, can tend to get themselves in situations where they're in some sort of narcissistic, empathic relationship. It happens to a lot of Pleiadian women on this planet. They kind of attract a man who doesn't really respect them. They uh, may be born into families where they're abused, unfortunately, 
Unfortunately, a lot of Pleiadian Sarsis experienced um, abuse when they were children from their parents, and it's kind of a sad thing. It's a very sad thing, but it is something that the reason being is because the part of the Pleiadian collective mission is to unravel the karma of, of sexual abuse on the planet. And so a lot of Pleiadians come in and they experience that at a young age or even when they're a little older, and then they have to heal that within them. And by healing that, they then contribute to the collective field of healing that imbalance between the masculine and the feminine that has been present on the planet as we, you know, we're, we're, we've entered into the age of, uh, the age of Aquarius being the age of equality, the age of the equal distribution of energy between the masculine and the feminine, the, the balance between the yin, the yin and the yang on the planet, where before there was far too much yang energy during the age of Pisces, far too little yin energy. And now we're seeing that balance right back. And so the Pleiadians are a big part of providing that balance to the planet. Uh, the Pleiadians are, Pleiadian starseeds can also be kind of the black sheep of their family. Something very, very common is, uh, kind of growing up and being the one that no one really understood. No one really understood and can be really interested in all things Venusian, art, music, romance, sex. Uh, it's very, very Pleiadian. Um, and Pleiadians themselves on the, the planet is very, very beautiful. It looks like the way they live, I mean, it's different on each of the Pleiadian planets. There's many, many. There's seven stars in the Pleiades, the seven sister stars. But very intertwined with the nature, they basically live in kind of hobbit houses, essentially, uh, many of them, like just like in, in the Shire in The Lord of the Rings. And they live very in touch with the nature. They only eat fruit and they only drink juices and the animals are all very friendly. The, the frequency is so high that actually the animals don't eat each other anymore. The animals all only eat plants. Everyone is essentially vegan. Uh, in the Pleiades. Actually, in all of these planets, everyone is, is vegan because there's no need for that Fibonacci sequence, which is the cycle of, the, of death. The Fibonacci sequence, which is the flower of life, is the death sequence because, you know, if you do one, one, three, five, eight, the, the three has to eat the, the one and the one, the five eats the three, one and one, the eight eats the five, three, one and one. So it's a spiral of death. Every number after uh, at the proceeding forward eats the other numbers essentially to get its nutrients. Where uh, on a, in the higher dimensions we have what's called the Christic spiral, which is now the the energy frequency template that's been installed on our planet. Is the Christic spiral is one, two, four, sixteen, sixty-four, etc. It keeps going outward and it stays in the same position related to itself because. It's not consuming itself. It's just it's just multiplying exponentially, and so it's the process. That it's the the opposite. It's the life matrix, so to speak. It's the ascension matrix, but that's what it's like in other planets. There's no animals eating each other. There's no animals eating each other. <laughs> There's no animals fighting. There's no people eating animals. There's no. And I'm not saying everyone needs to be vegan. I'm not even vegan myself. I I still my body once in a while craves the nutrients that that meat provides, but. It, eventually that's where we're going on this planet is where the animals won't even eat each other anymore. This is hundreds of years down the line, but just to give us a preview. So the Pleiadians, they're so intertwined with the nature. They're so peaceful. 
they have interesting family units. Some of them live in triads where there's two women and a man or two men and a woman and a, and a woman and, and they take care of the children together. Sometimes there is just communities where just communities all pi- compile and take care of children. Uh, so people, um, you know, polyamory has interestingly enough has been a huge movement on our planet over, especially the past 20 years, especially that decade. A lot of people have been questioning monogamy, questioning whether monogamy is the way that they want to go. And that's a very Pleiadian thing because Pleiadians are generally not monogamous. Some are, but there's many interesting setups. There's, there's two, two men and two women. There's three men, three women and two men that all form a loved relationship and take care of children together. So they're very uh, open to different arrangements, but it's all out of love. It's not just for lust, which is the difference in our plan. A lot of it, Times it can just be for lust. The Pleiades, it's for love. It's out of love. And they also share themselves sexually with one another. So very interesting. The Pleiadians are very progressive in so many different things, especially when it comes to relationships. The Syrians, the Syrians, which is where my, you know, one of the places I identify with most, the Syrian is the vibration of the blue people. Syrians have blue skin. They generally have no hair, although some do have hair. Sometimes they wear things on their head. They're generally about excuse me, the same height as us or the Pleiadians, pretty normal human height. Uh, they have smaller ears generally. They have generally blue eyes that can be a little bit larger. They generally wear uniforms. I, I forgot to say the Pleiadians pretty much all wear uniforms all the time, except maybe when they're in their, their home casually. The Syrians as well tend to wear uniforms all the time. And the Syrians have built, unlike the Pleiadians that have mostly just live intertwined with nature, the Syrians have built intricate, intricate crystalline cities where all of the buildings are crystalline, crystalline temples, crystalline skyscrapers. Everything is crystalline, beautiful, beautiful. And everything has a blue hue. The sky has a blue hue. Some of the planets, the sky even has a pinkish hue. There's two suns in the sky. There's Sirius A, Sirius B. And even, even um, not sure, some people say there's the presence of a Sirius B. And if so, there may be even B three sons, but most of the people that we've done the journeys with have seen two sons. And the Syrians are very much interested in progress, in learning, in working on things, in figuring things out, in spiritual technology. They're so, everything is quartz. The entire planet in the underground is made out of quartz. And they live, many of them live underground in these quartz crystalline caves. Um, as I said, everything, all the buildings are crystal and made out of quartz. And there's oceans, there's whales and dolphins that are much more intelligent and much more human-like than they are on this planet. What's interesting is that the, the whales and dolphins on our planet here actually directly come from Sirius. Ultimately, they were seeded here from Sirius. And they hold the codes that are meant to hold the frequency of our planet here, to hold the Syrian frequencies in the oceans here. And so the whales and the dolphins can be seen on the planet, uh, on the Syrian planets. Uh, and every planet looks a little bit different. Some are more city-oriented. Some are more oriented to beings living more out in the mountains and the hills. And, you know, anyways, there are beings that do live away from the cities. And um, the Syrians tend to be very jolly people, very happy people. They tend to have monogamous family groups uh, that they stay with for life. They live a long time. I believe it's it's four to six hundred Earth years. And they do sleep, but they don't need to sleep as much. 
They do not eat a whole lot. They generally only eat for for basically bonding with one another, for bonding with uh, fellow family members or bonding with community members. That's really the only reasons that they'll uh, have to to eat food. Those are the Syrians. The Arcturians, blue people, very short. They can look greenish as well. Very high frequency, fifth dimension. Going, starting to eke towards the sixth dimension where they're really no longer in the physical vessel. And, and for many Arcturian beings, they don't actually need to be in the physical vessel all the time. The Arcturians can live for thousands and thousands of Earth years. Like the Syrians, they build intricate, intricate, intricate cities, crystalline cities across their planet with really incredible technology. The Syrians and the Arcturians especially, the, the level of technology is incredible. And technology that can be used for everything, for, for protection, for, for if they need to, to protect, to protect their planet, uh, for just spiritual technology in general, for just energy technology. The, the level of technology is incredible. Syrians, and everything is very intricately laid out in grids, in sacred geometrical grids. Because they start to, uh, to teeter on the upper dimensions where they're really, really taking in the sacred geometry, the sacred geometry of the upper dimensions and putting it into play in the, in the upper fifth dimension. The, the Arcturians, uh, like the Syrians, they tend to stay in monogamous family units and they, um, are very cerebral, very intelligent and very much a group consciousness, much more of a hive mind group consciousness mentality than the Syrians or the Pleiadians. As far as the dimensional frequencies go, they are likely higher at a higher dimension than the Syrians or the Pleiadians even. So Arcturian starseeds on this planet tend to be interested in things like geometry, architecture, music, things that are really require mathematics high intelligence. Many Arcturian starseeds have a very high intelligence or just very good at conceptualizing things in space, drawing, designing, things like that. They're, the Arcturians are the New Earth architects. The New Earth architects are the Arcturians. Okay? We have the Lyran beings. The Lyran beings are the cat people or the lion people. And there's different types of Lyrans. There's Lyrans that are just human. Just human. And they look very human, but there's also lyrans with big manes, big lion heads. There's lyrans with cat heads, and they are operating at an upper third dimensional level, upper third to lower fifth dimension, which is kind of where we're going. We're going to see our planet be most close to the lyrans, actually, over the next one to 400 years here, uh, because that's kind of the next step, is that they are very physical beings, very physical, not as etheric as the Arcturians and the Syrians and the Pleiadians. Very physical. Pleiadians are very physical as well, but definitely not as etheric as the Syrians or the Arcturians can tend to be. And they love to experience, you know, even Martian things like sport and 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 things like that. But the Arcturian starseeds on this planet likewise are very physically oriented. They may be athletes. They may be your your soccer football players and your baseball players and your basketball players and your hockey players you know they can be your skiers they can be people who are cooks as well food they are a lot more oriented towards food on the lyran on the lyran planets the lyrans were the last as far as their ascension process what i found to actually stop eating meat 
the Lyrans were in their history before they did used to eat meat, and now they've transitioned to, uh, as they have gone to higher dimensions, to just eating the plant life. But they do like to cook. They like to experience food. They like to experience festivals with one another. So they're very, very much like humans, very, very much like humans. And so Lyran starseeds are very physical, very grounded, very oriented towards experiencing things, okay? The Orion human being. So Orion's belt, the three stars in the sky that – so I'm in, I'm in New York, and right now you can see Orion's belt. It tends to come in the winter more. And Orion's belt, that's what during the Lion's Gate, which is the Syrian time, Orion's belt really uh, aligns directly over the, the pyramids, right, every year in Egypt. So the, the Orion's belt, which is also very much associated with Sirius, and many Sirius, Syrian beings like myself have also had incarnations or were involved in the Orion Wars in some way. The Orion Wars were the experience that Star Wars was based off of, which happened a long time ago in our galaxy's history, where the draconian reptilian beings blew up a bunch of planets, sadly, in Orion's belt, just blew them up, just like uh, in in the first Star Wars, they or I think it was Empire Strikes Back, Vader orders them to blow up Princess Leia's planet, Alderaan, right? Well, that happened. That happened, unfortunately. And that happened to several planets in Orion's belt. They just blew them up uh, with advanced technology. And the Syrians were involved in kicking the draconians out finally and also the orion beings themselves were involved in whatever technology they had in trying to fight back against the reptilian forces and fight the draconian reptilian forces kick them out so orion beings our karma if you also have uh, an, a, a history of incarnating in orion's belt you're going to have karma that is involved with loss grief and just deep deep victimization deep being if you just have a deep sense of like something really horrible happened, something horrible happened that you didn't deserve, uh, you may have had an incarnation or more in Orion's belt. You may have been an Orion human being. I've experienced it myself just through meditation, just the pain I many clients have as well, the pain of having your planet just blown up for no reason, no reason, just because an aggressive force that is of the dark came in and just blew it up and that's something that happened but orion starseeds do carry that karma and they're here to make sure you know in a way that it doesn't happen to our planet it doesn't happen to earth they're also here to unravel that karma of victimization so if you found yourself in a place where you know you've you've been victimized in this lifetime in a real real bad way um it could be a part of your karma or it could just be, you know, many people are here as the healers, the helpers, helping those who have been victimized in a bad way. And that you may also have the Orion being as part of your karma, if that's you as well. So Orion human, Orion beings, Orion beings. Um, and, and it's not everyone, not, not, not everyone has experienced like something horrible happening in this lifetime. You know, if you're an Orion starseed being, it could be in other lifetimes. It could be another, not this lifetime. It could have been in the last lifetime or the lifetime before, you know, that you experience that. And then you're starting to unravel the karma. Now, in this lifetime, things might be a little smoother. That's, that's the reality for a lot of Orion beings. But um, some, you know, have had that happen in this lifetime as well. So those are Orion beings. Orion beings tend to also be very physical, very physically oriented. 
but also really interested in knowledge. Like the Orions are the ones that are buying the David Icke books off the shelf and the, you know, get get into the QAnon mm-hmm. stuff, whether it's true or not. I mean, mm-hmm. most of it I think is, is BS, but, um, you know, they're really interested in unraveling the mysteries of the planet is the Orion beings, right? We have the Essasani. The Essasani, which is Bashar, so those of you who've ever listened to Bashar, Daryl yeah. uh entity that he's channels, right? Uh, the Essasani are very closely involved with the Earth as well. There's starseeds that come from there. There's starseeds that the Yael, which are meant to, the Yael will be the ones that will do first contact on this planet. So uh, sometime in the next 10 years, sometime in the next 10 years, my prediction is 2026 to 2028 will be first contact officially. I mean, we, our, the U.S. government has already told us this year that aliens exist. They declassified, you know, videos of UFOs, mm-hmm. of extraterrestrial beings, and no one even cared. No one blinked an eye because of the coronavirus, right? So, but actual first contact, you know, aliens meeting world leaders, I will say 2026, 2028, probably 2028, most likely is when it's going to happen. And the, it'll be the Yael. It'll be the Yael, which, because they look very much like us. They're very human looking, just like the Pleiadians, and they have been, they've been kind of chosen by the higher councils to be the ones who will be first contact. But, there's also starseeds that come from the Yael uh, beings as well. There's starseeds that come from the Andromedan galaxy. Now, the Andromedan galaxy has billions of stars. It's one trillion stars, I believe, in the Andromedan galaxy. So the amount of planets, it's an almost innumerable amount, number of planets. So the, the different corners of the Andromedan galaxy one could come from is unlimited, essentially. So it's hard to just put yourself into a category of, I am Andromedan. What does that even mean? Well, it just means that a part of you comes from an entire frigging galaxy, okay? But just to put it into as plain English as I can, the Andromedan galaxy is one step higher in vibration overall than the Milky Way galaxy. So the Andromedan galaxy doesn't have the issue with these goddamn reptilians, okay? <laughs> they don't have that issue in, in their galaxy because they've already – that galaxy has already ascended past the need – for that battle of dark and light, and it's only light mm-hmm. in the Andromeda galaxy. They're our sister galaxy. That They're where we're going as a galaxy on our ascension spiral. Because just like the planet's on an ascension spiral, the solar system is, and so is the entire galaxy. is on an ascension trajectory. The next step for us as the Milky Way galaxy will be up uh, upstepping to the Andromeda galaxy's level, um, kind of falling in their path. So a lot of beings come from the Andromeda galaxy because they're very much uh, inter. Many of the Andromedan beings are very much interested in assisting us in the Milky Way, and especially in the lower dimensional planets like Earth. Very much interested in assisting us with ascension, assisting us with spiritual ascension is very much uh, the interest of the Andromedan beings. So, the the Andromedan uh, star seeds can have many different traits, but essentially. I would say the number one trait is being really, really able to see larger patterns. If you're really good at seeing patterns, you know, I was all, I always have done, I did really well on like SAT, ACT, IQ tests and all that because I was always able to see patterns. It's a very Andromedan thing to see larger patterns because the metaphor is that coming from the Andromedan galaxy is you're able to see the patterns of what's going on in the Milky Way because you're looking from outside the galaxy. And then there's also beings that come from all sorts of different galaxies. 
I've, we've had clients who have been a, a horse, kind of a, uh, a centaur, t- centaur type being, half horse, half human. We, there's the uh, mantis extraterrestrials, which come from the Milky Way galaxy. They look like basically big uh, praying mantises, and they're very peaceful, beautiful beings. But uh, they, you sure look different in your stars before them. You don't look close to human at all. Uh, there's all sorts of little. There's the zeta reticulans. Some are of the light, some aren't. There's kind of there's smaller type uh, Andromedan beings that we've seen. It's possible to come from anywhere. Creation is unlimited. There's even the possibility, and I've had the question posed to me by people, is if it's possible to come from a different universe. My answer to that is I believe yes, and and I believe that there's even portals between universes, and it's possible to even be a starseed from a different universe. Um, It's really possible to be from anywhere, but just those are some of the most common ones. So, you know, if you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, this sounds See, the problem, and that's not a problem, but the reality is you might say, this sounds like me, and this sounds like me, and this sounds like me. And the best thing you could do if you really want to find out is to do a Starseed Discovery session with me. We're going to tell you about how you can do that, uh, you know, I think later in this call or whenever, and uh, we'll find out for sure. We'll be able to find out for sure where you're from. You get to travel there. You get to meet your galactic guides, and it's really a once-in-a-lifetime experience that you'll never forget. Mm-hmm. Now that that's uh that's really wonderful and really fascinating. Thank you so much for sharing about that. You're welcome. And You're welcome. Yeah, it's really amazing to, to know the aspects of the the different uh <coughs> star origins and and the the other uh races and and like you said like when we hear that like we just see different aspects like that relate to us yeah. from from different ones. But um like going even deeper can can really help uh know from like our origins and uh um, our gifts. So, so yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, Matthew, for sharing about that. Yeah, and, and, and speaking of yeah, gifts, you know, that's an interesting thing you brought up is gifts. And, you know, based on where you're from, you can have different uh, tendencies, you know. For example, as a Pleiadian being, you just might be really, really good at, at speaking to other people. You might be a really good listener. You know, as a Syrian being, you might be natural Syrian. Sirius is the Leo aspect, you know, and, and I'm a Leo, uh, Leo myself, Leo rising. And you just might be naturally entertaining or charismatic. You might just naturally, you know, be able to make people laugh or lift people's spirits. That's a very Syrian thing to do. Syrians love entertainment. A lot of comedians are Syrians. A lot of actors are, mm-hmm. are, are Syrians. You know, a lot of architects um, are, are Arcturian, you know. A lot of, as I said, athletes, skiers, you know, baseball players, whatever, are Lyran. Uh, so based on where you're from, you might have different aspects that you tend to kind of repeat throughout different lifetimes. You know, if you have a certain talent in this lifetime, you know, let's say you're, let's say you're a singer. Let's say you're, you're a singer. Well, it's likely that in other lifetimes, in other lifetimes, you were probably a singer as well. You were probably a singer as well. You know, um, you, uh, same thing. If you're a mathematician in this lifetime, it's likely that, hey, in other lifetimes, you are a mathematician. You are a mathematician. So, um, and and these are kind of things that you may have also drawn from other planets as well. You might have had that experience when you were an incarnate being on a different planet as well. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's really interesting. Uh, thank yeah. you, thank you so much, Matthew. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, you're welcome. Yeah, and and just before we take um, a question from live callers. 
Uh, I would love if we yeah. can now talk a little bit about the um, the programming or offering. So it's it's three parts. Oh, of three course. packages. Yeah, and of you are course. offering. Yeah, yeah, I would love like to. Yeah. So uh, everyone, I invite you to follow with us on the page yourdivineuniqueness.com forward slash Matthew, yourdivineuniqueness.com forward slash Matthew, M-A-T-T-H-E-W. Or you can click on the special offer button, which is on the webcast or on the replay page. And um, so here we have the first package that includes the 12 recorded webinars, plus guided meditation and activation. And then the second package includes package A plus 45 minutes salt plan reading. And then yep. the third one, yep. um, in addition to that, um, our audience will receive the 90 minutes starseed discovery session. So yeah, yep. I would love if you can tell us what our audience can exchange sure. through this program. Yeah, Thank I would you. love to. So, um, you know, in, in my work, I do teach a lot of these courses, these webinars, as well as doing private work with clients around the world. So, I'm offering, you know, for your you deny, your divine uniqueness listeners, I'm offering these packages that include all of my courses from the last three years, from 2018 through 2020. And I'm just going to briefly go over each of the courses that you get. You get Change Your Reality by Changing Your Words. And this is all about how do we raise the vibration of the words that we speak? How do we raise the vibration of the quality of the thoughts that we're thinking in our head? And how we can use that to improve our lives, to improve what we manifest. You know, it's much easier to manifest what you want in the world and when, when you're speaking and thinking from a higher vibration. We, we really talked about practical ways to do that, which words are really supportive, which ones aren't. And a lot of the words that, you know, are taking away from your vibration, you might not even realize that they are. It may not be something you're constantly aware of. We talk about the subconscious mind and how the subconscious can contribute to this just general, you know, feeling of, of pessimism or, or, um, just a, a poor outlook on life that so many people can experience and how to change the subconscious, you know, practical tools to change the subconscious. So you get the powerful visualization techniques for Ascension webinar. One of my favorite things to do is to teach people how to use their third eye, help people to visualize better. And in this webinar, we do a whole bunch of techniques live on the call, like grounding, shielding, purifying, self-energizing, cord cutting, healing, energizing chakras, manifesting, meeting guides, receiving direct guidance, uh, and much, much more, much, much more. You know, forgiveness, uh, healing your body, eliminating viruses, parasites, bacteria, uh, you know, just through assisting whatever supplements you're taking, you know, by using visualization, uh, sending beings to the light, cleansing spaces in your home uh, energetically, and, and a whole lot more. You get my Human Energy Field 101 course, which is a three-hour course on the human energetic anatomy, including the chakras, the function and structure of the chakras, very intricate explanation, and the different levels of your aura and the meaning of those, the nadis, the acupuncture meridians, the kundalini energy, um, energetic cords, uh, negative energetic anomalies that can show up in your aura, and much more. Uh, you get the How to Move On Completely from Your Ex Mastery Empowerment course, which is uh, a, a course to assist people who have been through decouplings or breakups recently or a while ago, or they know someone who has been through decouplings or breakups or a family member, or uh, it could just be to help your heart heal from any any relationship in the past where there's still pain there and there's still heartbreak. We talk about things like soul contracts and what they mean and uh, why breakups can be so painful, why soul fragmentation can 
occur and uh, just how to be at peace with what has happened in the past. We have the Spiritual Hygiene, Core Cutting, and Grounding 101 Mastery Empowerment Course, which is all about different types of negative energies we need to pick up in our energy fields, like entities, demons, etheric parasites, curses, black magic, archons, hoppers, watchers, leeches, uh, why and how we pick up negative energy, how to clear negative energies on your own, shielding techniques to protect you, um, how to raise your vibration. Does raising your vibration mean you attract more gar- uh, darkness? How to clear cords and what cords are, how to ground and protect yourself, and much more. You get my Awakening the Divine Masculine Mastery Empowerment Course, which is for men and women and all genders and sexes. Uh, it's about how do we balance the left and right brains, balance logic with intuition, how to uh, use intellect to uh, to be a positive influence in your life, how to live a more structured life, uh, how to have a balance between being and doing. You get the Creating the 5DU Mastery Empowerment Course, which is uh, all about the future, how to balance the different areas of your life and create the highest possible future for yourself and how to um, clear any negative subconscious patterns that are uh, preventing you from creating that highest possible future. We have the uh, Dissolving the Ego webinar, which is my 12, and this is something that I downloaded uh, from Higher Consciousness into me, my 12 uh, pillars of the ego and how to dissolve each one. And this isn't just, you know, oh, ego, like, you know, overinflated Donald Trump ego, whatever, uh, or, you know, pick your politician or actor and put him in there. But uh, no, this is aspects of the ego, like even um, in the inferior egos, you know, for example, the ego that always thinks it's being attacked, the, all, the ego that always thinks, you know, God is, is pointing at it and making it suffer, the ego that thinks that it's inferior to others, ego that thinks it can control everything. And we really, this is helpful for every single person, including myself. This is something that, you know, I, I need to go back and listen to sometimes because I really start to remember, oh, yeah, like look at these different aspects of my ego flaring up here and how to, and we do different activations on this webinar to dissolve those. And it's really, really cool. It, it, it's some very, very unique, this webinar. We do the um, the putting the past in the past webinar, which is all about unraveling all of the heartbreak, the victimization, the the things of your past that you want to move on from it, but the things that may still be stored in your chakras as damage. And this is really helpful in unraveling and healing all that. The Mastering Your Intuition, Mastering Empowerment Course, which is all about uh, helping you uh, make decisions more clearly how to visualize um, to cleanse and protect yourself, how to identify your physical intuitive cues, practice to refine your intuition, how to use tools to refine your intuition. We do the Navigating the Dark Night of the Soul webinar, which is all about many of us have been in a dark night in 2020, and uh, it's all about how to move mm-hmm. through the dark night and, uh, and onto the other side. And the Deeper Level of Forgiveness webinar, which is all about reaching the level of forgiveness with yourself and others on a soul level. You also get my guided meditation to meet your spirit guides and activate psychic gifts and my energetic transmission called I Love You Regardless. So all that, and that's going to be probably 30 hours of content, I'm guessing, uh, for just $133, 67% off, okay, uh, for your divine uniqueness only, 30-day money-back guarantee on that, two payment options available. I also offer the package B, which is all that plus a 45-minute soul plan reading with me. 
And in the soul plan reading, what I'm doing is I'm connecting it with your spirit guides and your higher self. I'm, I'm looking at your life plan and I'm looking at your soul lessons. I'm, I'm, I can tell you why certain things have happened for you, what the lessons are for you right now. I can read karma between yourself and another person. What happened in a past life? What type of relationship is this? What, what are you meant to learn from this relationship? What needs to be unraveled? Okay. And uh, I can tell you, you know, what's going to happen in the future on the most likely timeline, the highest possible timeline. Any questions that you might have, um, I'll be able to answer or connect with the guide to get an answer for. So that's only $44 extra uh, to go to package B and get the reading with me as well. And uh, availability is limited on these readings because uh, I do tend to get booked up pretty well. But right now, if you buy this today or pretty soon, you should be able to get in with me uh, in, I believe, the third or the fourth week of November. I think the, the last week of November, you'll be able to get in. I may have one spot left in the second week of November, but most likely it'll be the end of November. Um, so if you want to get in with me for reading soon, you purchase this now. Um, and also package C has all that, the reading, the 12 webinars, the two bonuses, plus the Starseed Discovery Session. So this is what I've been talking about this whole time. This is where you get to take that astral journey to your home planet to discover who you are. You will find out exactly what type of Starseed you are. You know, not only are you going to get to take the journey, but um, you're going to get to meet your galactic guides. You're going to get to take a tour around your home planet. You're going to get to find out what your Starseed mission is. And um, I will be able to read and interpret if sometimes we need a little bit of interpretation psychically as well. And I'll be able to read and interpret, you know, where if, if you come from more than one place, how that is, if you have more than one soul, if you have a shared soul, things like that. So that's uh, that's the 90-minute Starseed session, the 45-minute soul plan reading, the 12 webinars, the two, the, act, the meditation, the activation. That's uh, almost an $800 value. So that's the $333 Again, two payment options available, 30-day money-back guarantee on that. Um, and, uh, again, it's yourdivineuniqueness.com slash Matthew if you want to read over this and, and jump on it. And, again, same for the availability. You know, I, I, I get booked up pretty quick. I'm pretty pretty popular out there. So uh, if you want to get in with me um, last week in November, I definitely have availability or into December. Um, but the faster you get in, the, the sooner I'll be able to get you in for, for one of these. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Matthew, for, for offering those. You're welcome. And, yeah, for being available to our audience. And I, I know the experience can, can be really, really amazing, like through the one of the, 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 the private sessions. Oh, yeah. Sessions. It's once and, in a lifetime. Uh, yeah, it really is. Yeah, I, I'm really glad that you are offering them uh, for our audience. So thank you so much for that. And also thank you for the, yeah. for the webinars and meditation. Um, also, it, it can bring like so much guidance and information and awareness about Absolutely. Um about what one's path and gifts. So thank you so much for that. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, You're everyone welcome. highly recommend uh, working with Matthew. And you will find the three packages on, on the page yourdivineuniqueness.com forward slash Matthew. Yourdivineuniqueness.com forward slash Matthew. M-A-T-T-H-E-W. Or you can click on the special offer button, which is on the webcast page or on the replay page. Um, wonderful. So can we... Um, questions from the callers? I would love to. Let's do a few questions. Okay, okay wonderful. Let's see. Um, we have, um, let's invite our first caller phone number ending with 7902. Hello? Hello, 
Can you hear me? Hi. Yes? Yes, uh, hi. What is your name? Hi, my name is Julie. Hi, Julie. And, hi, Julie. Uh, hey, hi, thank you so much. This has been a really fascinating call, and I just have a Good. question yeah. <laughs> for you. Um, you know, I I do believe I'm a star seed, but I have no idea um, what planet I'm from or really what my purpose here, my destiny on Earth. Could you help me with that? I would love to. So just give me a moment. I'm just going to be silent here and just really tune in and ask for guidance okay. on you. Okay, just give me a moment. So, Julie, I feel you have multiple aspects. I'm I'm feeling a Pleiadian aspect and a Lyran aspect. I feel that the Pleiadian aspect is the strongest one. And I feel that your your mission on Earth does have something to do with working with younger people, with, uh, with children or um, less fortunate people in some way. That's a part of your service mission. Um, so I don't know if that means anything to you or not. But uh, that's the gist of it. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, it does. It definitely resonates. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Okay. Good. It's- Good. Yeah. And, and um, you know, I, I don't know. If, what's your current profession? Well, I'm retired <laughs> right now. Oh, you're but, retired. Okay. Yeah, I am. But I have a second career right now as a hypnotherapist. Okay. But I've always... Great. I have a social work background, and I've always worked with children. So. That makes sense. That makes That's a lot sense. of sense. So, yeah, so so you may, you know, still be called to work with children in, in the hypnotherapy or to work with families or to work with expecting mothers, maybe. Um, and that's right. really going to go with the Pleiadian vibration. And then the Lyran self, the Lyran side of you really wants you to travel and experience a lot of different things, a lot of different environments, <laughs> mountains especially. So That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, climbing mountains. <laughs> so, um, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you're definitely on the path, you know. Um, there'll be some sort of uh, kind of dissertation in a metaphorical sense that you're supposed to leave as your, excuse me, as your legacy. And I see that being some sort of, book or some sort of guide. It could be something that's more humorous. It could be something that's more geared towards children. And mm-hmm. um, that will be also of clinical benefit for therapists and for or even just for your clinical benefit as a hypnotherapist. So uh, something to keep in mind, you know, it could take years to manifest, but I do see that happening for you. And, you know, if you'd really like to know more i mean you know again Mm -hmm. i just gave you a lot there in two minutes but if you really want to know more you know let's dig in do do a package we'll we'll do the reading and we'll go over your whole life plan and your past lives and and we'll you know take you on a journey to uh, the pleiades or to lyra or to both so i think that'd be great for you if you're interested thank you so much i really appreciate it (laughs) you're welcome julie yeah yeah thank you for calling
Thank you. Bye-bye. Wonderful. Thank Bye. you so much, Judy. Bye. Uh, yeah, well, that, that was really, really powerful. Thank you so much, uh, Matthew. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, yeah, really love it. And <clears throat> let's see, we have on the, on the webcast, we have uh, Elena from Sandsvall, Sweden. Um, can you ask Matthew to check out my possible starseed origin and what I was what I was supposed to to do here? Sometimes I do wonder, uh, Elena. Okay. Okay. And, uh, sorry. Can you repeat the name? Uh, Elena. H e l e n a. Elena. Okay. Elena. Elena okay. from Sweden. Okay. Sure. Let me just uh, take a moment of silence here, and I'll ask my guides. Hold on. So for Elena, I would say you are one of the odd ones, so to speak, that is from outside of this galaxy, and you're not from the galaxy next door. I see you're from a galaxy very far from here, and um, your mission here on Earth really has to do with information gathering, knowledge, learning, and meeting all sorts of different people. So I would imagine that you were either in a profession or you have been in a position to meet a lot of different people in this lifetime travel maybe a lot, experience a lot of different things. Um, you have had maybe not so many past lives on Earth as, as others, and you're definitely an interesting case. So, again, if you want to kind of travel there, and we'll find out a lot more, I can't, I can't tell you the name of the galaxy. I, all I can see is it's very far away from this galaxy. So, Elena, you're one of the interesting ones. It's hard to put you into a category because it's going to be one that I haven't, no one's heard of. But yeah, if you're interested in knowing more, you know, definitely uh, sign up for the package, and, and we'll take a journey there. Yeah, interesting. Thank you, Matthew, and uh, thank you, yeah. Nina. Um, yeah, Matthew, we still have five minutes left. Can we take one more? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. Okay. Great. Let's see. Um, we have uh, a caller from Lancaster. Phone number ending with 1302. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. What's you your name? Hi. Yes. My name's Tina. Hi, Tina. Um, I would hey, love <laughs> How are you? Did I beautiful soul filling tonight? Anyway, um, Good. I was wondering, <laughs> wondering what, um, what might be my star family or families that I origin and maybe what my purpose of being here, because I really don't have any clue. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Let me like allow me a moment of silence and I'll tune in. So, Tina, what I pick up for you is the mantis extraterrestrial. Uh, the mantis are the ones that look like uh, praying mantises. And people who are mantis starseeds tend to feel 
um, kind of different and like they don't really fit in in like even more than the other star seeds. You may have really mm-hmm. gotten kind of made fun of in school. Um, you may have just felt kind of awkward in your body always. Um, yeah, like I don't fit in anywhere. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you don't fit in anywhere. Yeah. It like it feels yeah. like you don't even fit in in your body because really you're used to being this nine foot tall insect, which is not not even a joke. <laughs> like that's actually you. Um, is that why so I get upset for, for killing for, insects? <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, it, it's part of it because yeah, you are yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I but, actually uh, like I'm like oh I killed that. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're 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 <laughs> you're you're a big insect, but. As far as your, your mission goes, it's, um, mm-hmm. you know, one thing that is really pretty common for all mantis extraterrestrials is music because on the, on your planet, you can play music, you, you can play your wing like a violin and it sends out this mm. beautiful, beautiful music. The, the mantis extraterrestrials are the musicians of the Milky Way and they send out love and healing to target it to different parts of the galaxy through music and they make the music with their, with their wings. It's it's And it's the most beautiful music in the universe and it has colors to it. So, you know, for you, music, art, anything with beauty um, that it has to do with expression, all mantis starseeds have a throat chakra blockage built in because mm. you're so not used to being a human being or being in the human form, much more than a Pleiadian or Syrian or an Arcturian. So for you, any way of expression, so something like joining a choir or learning the piano or learning the guitar, something like that, or learning to paint, anything expressive is going to be really, is going to be helpful for you to be able to, um, to experience your Dharma. And your Dharma isn't, any there's no big like one mission for you that's supposed to be like oh i'm supposed to do this um your legacy is meant to be just about leaving behind a legacy of love and really learning how to be a very happy and content person and just being a very very loving person that has very good relationships with the people around them so you know for you like um establishing you know healing any relationships with family that may need to be healed um, and learning to experience a really vibrant life, rich with colors and music and art. Yeah, that the family healing definitely resonates because I'm sort of yeah. always felt like I was the one here to get yeah. all to love each other. I mean, that's why I moved with my dad to prove that he loved us, no matter what the whole other family. Felt. Yeah, so, yeah, makes a lot yeah. of sense. Yeah, 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 much. and um, you're welcome. And I know it's not easy, and it's something that. The challenge that so many of us have to go through in this lifetime is having family issues, but um, there is a karmic resolution. It doesn't always happen in this lifetime. Sometimes it happens if when one being goes to the afterlife or even both, but um, there often is a resolution that may be meant to be happening in this lifetime. So if you're interested in knowing more about, you know, that, um, we can read the specific past life karmas between you and uh, different family members in the soul plan reading. And again, if you want to, Go and travel and experience what it's like to be a mantis extraterrestrial on your home planet. You know, we could do the starseed uh, journey as well. You, you definitely never forget it. It'd be once a lifetime thing. Well, thank you very much. I have dragons that come around me a lot too, and I didn't know if that had any. Yeah, dragons. So dra- yeah, so dragons. Uh, yep, that can be um, uh, part of, kind of part of it. Um, you also have had human past lives, definitely where you've experienced. Uh, 
dragon uh, experiences with dragons back in the I'm trying to think where, for you it's it's maybe around the fifth century. Yeah, I was gonna say I get a feeling Christ. way way back I had an experience like yeah, really the close fifth to the century dragons. is what I'm yeah, seeing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, when the dragons were more visible on the planet. Yeah. You know, like in the days of King Arthur, you know. Well, uh, exactly. It, that's exactly, yeah. oh, my God, my hair just stood up all over my body. Cause that's exactly yeah, that, that's what I, what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Wow, my whole face just tingled and everything when you said that. <laughs> yeah. good, good, that's good, my good. yes button, so, yeah, that's definitely the truth. <laughs> Thank you very much. Good. You're yeah, welcome. What a validation. Have a wonderful yeah. evening, both of you. Sending you all much love. Thank you. you. Thank you. Much love. Bye-bye. Thank you so much, Tina. Bye. Mm-hmm. Wow. That, that was so beautiful. Thank you so much, Matthew. You're welcome. Um, You're welcome. Yeah. Really great, you. And, <clears throat> yeah, thank you so much for, for, for everything you shared with us today. That was really, really powerful call. Really loved it. Loved every part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you also for yeah, the, good. the guidance you gave to the it. audience. So, so, yeah. Thank you so much, Matthew. Yeah, my pleasure, my pleasure. And, uh, yeah, everyone, thank you so much for being here, for uh, creating with us this really, really amazing experience and uh, sharing with us your presence. And also thank you for those who asked the questions. And, again, highly recommend um, taking advantage of one of Matthew's um, packages. And you will find them on the page yourdivineuniqueness.com forward slash Matthew, yourdivineuniqueness.com forward slash Matthew. M-A-T-T-H-E-W. Um, or you can click on the, 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 the special offer button, the orange one, which is on the, the live page or on the replay page. And you will find the three packages. The first one includes the 12 recorded webinars plus guided meditation and activation. The second package includes package A plus 45 minutes salt plan reading. And then the third package includes the previous two packages plus 90 minutes starseed discovery session. And you will have the two payment plans for, for all the, the packages. So yeah, thank you again, everyone. Um, I'm sending you so much love and they will see you on the next call. Bye bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you. If you'd like to listen to live episodes and interact with our speakers, you can go to yourdivineuniqueness.com your y-o-u-r divine d-i-v-i-n-e uniqueness u-n-i-q-u-e-n-e-s-s dot com